Hello, Michael Worth here, and welcome to episode 30 of the All Walks of Art podcast. My incredible friend, a man without fetter, a man of limitless boundaries, the reason mothers lock their doors, and the guardian of the great Northwest ordinance and sacred lands of the Shawnee. Please welcome to the show, Paul Ramey. You rang. Uh huh. Hey, What's we've up? got a good show today. Do we? Yeah, I binge watched. Uh, and I almost called him Sam Adams, <laughs> but I've been binge watched, uh, the other Adams, the, the president, first one, <laughs> the, the, old, the old HBO show. Yeah. 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 I've seen that. Um, uh, John Adams. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry to all Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Paul Giamatti. The great. Paul I, Giamatti. Uh, have you seen the show? Have yeah. You watched when, it? When it was new. Yeah. It's been a lot. I haven't yeah, really watched it. I, I decided to watch it cause I just, I'm, I'm a dork like that. And as as it goes, one show leads to another, another one leads to another. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I blew my night, actually. I had planned to go to bed at a decent time so that I could get up and do this show completely relaxed, comfortable, ready to go. How often does that work out for you? Uh, so far, none. And we're 30 shows into it, and I'm, I don't think I've ever really been prepared. Is this 30? Is this this show, is 30, This yeah. is show Dirty 30? Yeah, the Dirty 30. So... I didn't have anything planned, really. I kept telling myself, I, I got to plan this Saturday. Well, Saturday just kind of crapped out on me, and it, it didn't go very well. And by the time I sat down to do anything, I was too tired to do something. And this is typical of the arts. You know, when you get your belly full, you're done. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I ate dinner late, and, and the wife is uh, off enjoying her uh, girl time. She, Her and her, her best friend, Michelle, they go off and... You know, get their nails done, their hair done. They go all over the place. It's kind of fun, but they leave me to my own devices, and I'm I'm just I'm a child. I shouldn't be left alone. You need a very regimented schedule. I, I do, and uh, so here I was eating at about eleven o'clock at night, thinking oh, I'll watch a show, just one. So yeah, this morning helps. at ten a.m., I went to bed. Oh Christ! Yeah, and woke up at noon. So so do you feel like that you know more about John Adams? A little, but not really. It 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 made me think of something for the show because I didn't know this was happening, and we'll get to that in a minute. All right. But uh, I wanted to I want to speaking of I kind of want to go to British history a little bit because that's going to kind of tie into the show. So guess whose birthday it is today? Oh, easy. Well, I mean, actually Thursday because we're recording oh, Sunday. Yeah. But whose whose birthday is it Thursday? Sting. No. Well, maybe. I is don't it? know. I don't know. I'm don't guessing know. here. All right. If you say something with confidence and people will believe you, it's Sting's birthday Thursday. Oh, Happy okay. birthday, Happy Sting. Happy birthday, Sting. Gordon Sumner, yeah, yeah. everybody. Gordon Sumner. No, what's, whose birthday is it? Adrian Thursday? Smith. From uh, Iron, Iron Maiden. Maiden. Yes. Yeah. The good mm-hmm. old good old British attack of metal that we had back in the, when did they first come out? You know? Oh, they started in the 70s. 70s, yeah. Pretty much big here in the 80s. Uh, probably by 81. I don't know, but he was born 1957. How old does that make him? Old. 63. Is that right? My math right? I don't know. <laughs> you can say, well, you could say 10 and I wouldn't argue with you. I'm not good at math, but. Well, in 1827, guess what happened? I, I'm just throwing all this shit at you. You're like, what? He's, he's got all kinds of stuff. Uh, that was the, uh, 1827. Mm-hmm. That was, uh, the war of 1827. <laughs> You're close. You're really close. <laughs> Not really. Uh, the first Mardi Gras. 
1820. Oh, yeah. yeah, can you believe you that? You know that originated in uh, Alabama. Did it really? That's what I was told uh, by people from Alabama. I probably should have read through it more, but apparently it was a bunch of masked students decided to yeah. do it, go hit the streets. I don't know. And then it became a New Orleans thing. It did. But in 1759, Guinness was founded. And I got a Guinness here for you because you mentioned something on one of the other shows about, hey, it's got that little thing in it to make you choke or whatever. Oh, yeah, that popping thing. Yeah, the, the widget. The yeah. widget, as they call it. This Guinness, the extra stout, does not have it. Oh, then what's the point? Well, it's carbonated, not nitrogenated. Nitrogenated. I don't know what that means. All right. So the Guinness draft, often pronounced here in the States as drought, because, you know, we see those words together and we think it's drought, not draft. This is extra stout. It's not draft. So the the theory is they make this a little bit more. uh, It's a stout. It's extra stout. Okay. So it's a little more burnt, toasty flavored versus the creamy, smooth, you know. This, this to me is man's Guinness. This is good Guinness this right here. It's going to be terrible. Yeah. Well, it's not. <laughs> so. You really want to waste this on me. You know, I'm not going to give you very much because, you know, I, I know it's not going to take much. So it looks like a Guinness. Oh, well, yeah, it looks good. But it doesn't, it doesn't cascade down the side of the glass like a, like a draft or one from the, uh, the cask. So. Um, I, I it looks just, a little bit like Pepsi. Yeah, yeah, it's got actually the carbonation is a lot like a, a soft drink like that. So uh, we gonna drink this? Yeah. All right, let's see what this is. Before we get too far into the show, yeah, I wanna I wanna see what you think. Cheers. Cheers to you, my friend. You ever do that and then just smash the glasses? That's <laughs> I have. That just actually. Seems, <laughs> did, you, did you still drink it? No, because it was broke, broken glass everywhere. So, I was like, "Why did you hit me so hard?" Who and did it? My son. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, like you know. All right, down the hatch. Go ahead. I'm I'm excited. He's, he's not he's not wincing. He's thinking about that's it. It's very bitter. He acts like he doesn't like it, but he's drinking it again. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> I like it better than Miller Lite. Oh, thank God you said it that way. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's it's uh it's good. You want more? As as Paul, you know, he just I ain't gonna like it. I don't like it. He done finished the glass. No, <laughs> I finished a twenty five percent of a glass. A taste of it. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, I mean, it's not great, but I enjoy it. It just it's it's bitter. Now this is let's not get confused. This is from Ireland. I, I know I'm bringing up some British. Uh, it's all the same information. Oh, uh, no, no. Uh, and and the British, <laughs> the British, you know, they they have a reputation for different things, and and the the Irish, you know, they helped us out with the revolution, and and we had soldiers here and everything. In fact, there's a revolutionary Irish Revolutionary War veteran buried in my yard. Really? Yeah. Up, uh, on on the edge of the property, up in the woods, is a six plot uh, grave area for I would assume the first owners of this property because it I mean it dates back to the <clears throat> early early eighteen hundreds obviously. So I really need to go up and check it out. My wife and I keep well, talking yeah, that we need to. You go should out take and, pictures of that. Post yeah, it. yeah. So art wise, what does all this have to do? I well, as I'm watching the show, there was. There was a part in the show, you might remember it, at the very end, or close to the end, when John Adams was uh, very old. I think he was probably 
late 80s maybe. The artist, I'm going to bring this up so I don't get anything wrong, but the artist um, by the name of Trumbull painted what is uh, actually titled the Declaration of Independence. And most of us know it here in the United States as the the etching that's on the back of the $2 bill. Uh, it's a great big painting with everybody in Independence Hall, you know, doing their thing. Right. And it's it's funny, as I'm reading Wikipedia, I, I wish I would have had more details on this, but as I'm reading Wikipedia, it's almost like they're kind of covering up something that Trumbull did. According to the movie, Trumbull painted it as if they were all there signing it. And to be honest with you, as a kid growing up and looking at this painting, I kept thinking, wow, they were all together. They signed it. They declared that we were going to be independent and, you know, broke off from uh, England. And sure enough, in the movie or in the TV series, rather, uh, Sam Adams, jeez, I'm doing it again. Sam Adams. You might be an alcoholic. Uh, <laughs> well, his brother or his uh, relative is in the move in the show. Yeah, because remember when you went to France? Vaguely. And uh, they they acted like he was Sam Adams. And, and Sam rolls off the tongue better than John Adams. I always think of John Quincy Adams, which is his son who got elected as the sixth president, I believe. Um, they anyway, didn't, they anyway, didn't anyway. do a series about him, though, so I guess he sucked. Right. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, in, the, in the TV series, I guess he, he really berated him he was like well we weren't all there together that's what he was saying to him when you know all these people are dead you know <laughs> why did it take so long and actually the painting was completed it's so hard to scan this stuff when when i'm uh doing my thing but did i uh, read that he died on july 4th yes him, say, and him and jefferson him and him, jefferson that's yeah. wild ain't? it is very wild and they didn't know it they were you know obviously well, they were dead well i mean they were on their deathbed at the same time. And they were writing letters. A lot of folks, you know, uh, know that they had a political uh, rivalry going on, even though they were friends prior to that. Uh, I, I tend to side more with Jefferson. I, I don't know that I would have got along with John Adams uh, from, from the character of the show. I, right. I, I just think, you know, if that's the way John Adams was, I just don't know that I would have done that. But anyway, the painting was commissioned in 1817 Purchased in 1819 and placed in the United States Capitol Rotunda in 1826. It still reside there today? Yes. And there's a smaller version of it at Yale. Obviously, we if you have a $2 bill, you have it on the back, the etching of it. Uh, which the etching, I learned that Jefferson is stepping on Adam's foot. As if to say, it's his declaration, not Adam's. Hmm. Because Jefferson wrote it, right? Um, Adams and some of the other people on the committee changed words around. Uh, Benjamin Franklin was known to change some parts of it uh, to sound better, probably more correct for the time period. You know, less less uh, influential in other areas. I guess I don't really know how I want to say that, but this brings me to the topic of the day. How much artistic license do you think an artist should take? And I I need to say this in a way like if they're depicting history, it should be correct. And and how much of our known history is based on paintings we've seen, such as cave paintings all, all the right. way up to now, that we've said, well, this is the way it is. 
and we write it off as history as a record-keeping document when really there could have been some artistic license in there. I'm, I'm kind of throwing my own weight in here, but, you know, what do you think? I think that for me personally, if you're going to do a, a, um, a series, like I, I take, I take, a, a, well, like American Sniper, mm-hmm. where that is like nothing like what happened. And there was so much stuff that was kind of exaggerated and in there. I just think, I think the truth is, uh, as as exciting or is it as interesting as trying to add drama just for drama's sake? Mm-hmm. So I think when you're dealing with subjects like that, I think that you you need to be as close to the truth as possible for me personally. But also, you can think of like uh, you know they come out with you know movies like uh, the guy that killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot and mm-hmm. stuff. You know just. Mm-hmm way off the wall stuff. I mean, I think that's cool. I mean, it's, it's interesting. Or was it pride and prejudice with zombies or, mm-hmm. uh, Abraham Lincoln, vampire killer, you know, <laughs> right. I, he was a bad ax. Yeah, but I, <laughs> exactly. I think that's cool. I think that's, uh, that's different. That's being creative, using yeah, yeah. something to happen. Yeah, it's but obviously that's, fiction. But that's not presenting it as, Hey, this is how, yeah. how it went down. And yeah. So I don't know that they, they realized then maybe they did how, you know, four or 500 years later, people will be looking at this stuff and, and take that as, well, this is how they did it. You know, I don't know, but. Yeah. I mean, what do you think? Where you, where you land on this? I I think if it's a historical document, if they, if they're trying to uh, document what happened. Trying to capture that moment for for the future. Yeah. And I'm actually saying document as if it's a written history, but you know, paintings are a written history visually. Movies are a written history visually and performance wise. Music, same way. Everything everything has to be written before it's created, you know, so to speak. The the form of uh voice is different, obviously. But I, I tend to think that if you're commissioned to do something to record it, again, we didn't have cameras then. This was their way of saying we don't have a photograph you know, because we don't have photo- photography yet, but uh, we need to document this, you know, and that's how they did it. I mean, our, our visual representa- representations of people prior to film are paintings, you know, and that's, that's kind of what this is. And, and in fact, the Declaration of Independence painting, uh, the actual painting itself, uh, Jefferson is not stepping on Adam's toe toes foot whatever so who did that and why i don't know i don't know why that was changed it kind of looks like it is but when you get in real close you can tell it's not so either it was a mistake by the engraver which led to you know some controversy there or it was just something that came up but it's you know it's something that goes along with it and I, i find it strange that as i'm reading wikipedia about it wikipedia's uh actually states the painting is sometimes incorrectly described as the signing of the Declaration of Independence, almost as if to soften the blow that Trumbull incorrectly assumed they were all there together signing it. Huh. And they changed it over to say, well, this is just a committee presenting it to everybody. It's, I don't know. So, uh, but the painting shows, and get this, 42 of the 56 signers. 42. Oh, who's missing? Well, the other people. <laughs> but 
this is blown right over you, isn't it? Yeah. I'm such a geek for the the number 42. And for some people listening, they probably already know the answer to everything is 42. You've not seen the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I don't yet. watch that. <laughs> that number comes up all the time. I'm telling you. It's, it, you know, not like, you know, ancient people's. How 72 always comes up. 72 virgins, 72 Virginians. See, we're right on par with this. I, I can't, this, it's like this, the, the, the universe said, Mike, you need to talk about this today. I'm clearly not drunk enough to. I know, I know. And everybody listening is like, well, this is getting really boring. I don't know. I dig this kind of stuff. I feel you. You know, I, I think early American history is really important to me and and understanding it is pretty interesting to me so it is i, I and, see a lot of this unfortunately most of the stuff to, you know they didn't do a very good job of filming stuff back then so the <laughs> only thing we got is paintings and 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 uh writings of things yeah, you know yeah. so well kudos to hbo i i should probably look that up while we're talking and, and see who all did that but that that was a good program it was only seven episodes yeah you know so in the hour hour long roughly so yeah, seven seven hours of my life through the night when I should have been sleeping. I feel like that a lot of their adaptations of books and historical stuff is is usually pretty good. I mean, Band of yeah. Brothers, of course, one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, Generation Kill, which is based on a series of stories that was in Rolling Stone mm -hmm. about the um, the uh, start of the Iraq War. It was pretty good. Yeah. But, um, that's an interesting take on a lot of things. I mean, we, we talk about all walks of art quite a bit here on the show. It's obviously what the show is. And there's a lot, there's a lot of films over the last several decades that depict all the history of the world. And we, I mean, you can go out on YouTube and watch things that people put out on history and stuff. And, and I just think it's neat how art, documents the world so that we can learn from it. Now, obviously some of that can be wrong and it is wrong, but a lot of it's right. It can be used as propaganda and yeah. misused, yeah, you yeah. know, very, very easily. So, yeah. So this whole discussion kind of reminds me of a, um, of a article that was in bass player. Oh man. When was it back in the early two thousands and Prince was in bass player? Cause I mean, he was excellent bass player mm -hmm. he just didn't he didn't play live uh a whole lot but excellent bassist and he was real funny about um he was real funny about having his interviews recorded and the interviewer you know knew this and had talked to his handler and had asked if he could have a stenographer come and be there for the interview so she could write down everything and they they cleared that and it was okay well prince was a little he wasn't really down with that and um, they were talking and the guy had a tape recorder to keep notes for himself and Prince kept grabbing it and, and rewinding it and making sure he wasn't recording, accidentally erased some of the stuff the guy had recorded earlier that he needed and, you know, that, that sort of thing. But the point I'm getting to is he, uh, he had done, he'd played something and of course it's another bass player that's interviewing him and, and the interview is mostly about bass and he's at Paisley Park and, mm -hmm. and he played something and they were talking about one of his old songs and, and what he had done. And Prince stops in the middle of the interview and he said, see right there, he said, how is a tape recorder going to capture the feel that 
that we just had and the 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 um the back and forth and mm-hmm. and the feeling that was there while we were talking that's not going to do that you know he wanted this interviewer's interpretation mm-hmm. he wanted him to go home and think about the interview and what they had talked about and write down his perspective of it so it's kind of one way of of kind of using some artistic license maybe mm-hmm. but that was with the artist. Okay. You know, Mm -hmm. it was like, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to quote me word for word. Right. You have to quote the essence of what I'm trying to say. So true. Back, back when I did some interviews with bands and things back in the the days, uh, I hated the 21 question kind of interview. It was terrible. I sat through some of them. Um, I've read a lot of them where it's just, it, it's just so dry. You know, you ask the same damn questions right. over and over. Some of the worst <clears throat> questions to ask are, how did you get your name of your band? How did you do this? What made you write this song? You know, just the generic, can't you think a little bit deeper about what to ask? You know, kind of questions. Right. And it led me to trying to understand how some of the great interviewers went about their process. You know, Barbara Walters was incredibly good at drawing a story out of somebody. Um, all the late night talk shows, you know, they don't, they don't ask 21 questions when they interview somebody. It's not like a, I don't, I don't know why in, in society we've, we've kind of, at least in music, let me say it that way, where a lot of the interviews are like, you know, they shine a light on this person and say, answer this for me, answer this for me. You know, and I, I hate that. So, I kind of started developing a method where I would just go with, you know, three to five topics and I would just kind of get them talking and then I would listen and make them dig deeper on what they said. And it, it helped because I learned so much more about them without my own preconceived notion of right. what can I ask that I want to know or the people who read the magazine want to know. And it was so much better doing it that way because it was just a, a looser feel as a conversation, a lot like what we do here. Uh, I feel like a lot of times I can come into these podcasts, at least with you, I feel like we can sit down and just uh, have some general topics and it'll all tie in somehow, right. you know, um, and it works that way. But. but but do you think it was important to, if they said something, did you think it was important to quote them correctly or was it important just to get the, the, the gist of it. They said, you know, if you were interviewing Dave Mustaine and Dave Mustaine said that, that he really found Nickelback's music to be very uh, influential to him. Mm-hmm. And, and then when you, you know, write it down, you know, it's, it's Mustaine says that, uh, I don't know, you know, one of my biggest influences is, is Nickelback. Well, you know that, what I'm saying? That, that's, like, t- that's 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 uh, a it's not a very tough answer to answer you on. I would probably stop the interview and walk away. Right? <laughs> you failed me, Dave. No, <laughs> no. But I mean, is it important to get the nuance uh, of what they I, say, or is it in, just important to get the tone of what they were? In trying journalism, to? I'll say it this way: in journalism, if you're going to quote somebody, it better be damn right. That's how I feel. You know, if if you're going to put it in quotes, you know, you can say I'm paraphrasing but you need to make it clear that you're paraphrasing. This is how you interpreted what they said. You know, if you're going to put quotes around it, it needs to be what they said. 
I've been, I, every print interview I've ever given for the local paper or the Columbus paper, uh, I have always been misquoted and it drives me nuts. That's pathetic. I have no words. I don't like that kind of artistic <laughs> license. I don't either. Yeah, journal, that's, a, that's a good point. Uh, journalism, there is no artistic license, honestly. Uh, I guess it depends on the, the rag you're reading, but I think true journalism, and, and we're losing it a little bit in this day and age, I think it really needs to be unbiased, factual knowledge. Then where does sharing. art come in? Where's there room for art in journalism? Then? Well, not in journalism, but uh, your choice of words, you know, you can put art in it that way, I guess. But I think if you're going to tell a story, such as the John Adams series, you know, that's not journalism. That's that's a series. Right. So then they have artistic license to expand on ideas, like like the painting idea. You know, was it a mistake? Was the artist just taking artistic license, or was John Adams completely out of line? You know, razzing him for making a painting like he did with with the assumption that they were all there together. I don't know. I, I want to say while you were talking, I, I did go through it is it is seven uh episodes. Um Paul Giamani, Laura Lenny, Stephen Delaney, I think is how you say his name, David Morse, Tom Wilkinson, and so on and so forth. David Morse was he was he was Washington, wasn't he? Yes. Damn good at it, too, yeah. I will say. He's a good actor. Um, written by Kirk Ellis, directed by Tom Hooper. Uh, it's based on John Adams uh, by David McCullough. So it's uh, some some good stuff. Uh, it starts in 1770, obviously working up to the revolution. And then uh, part seven, which is called Peacefield, which is where uh, John Adams went back, his, his, uh, his farm. Ends in 1826. In the middle of that, in the middle of that series, you did yourself a disservice by not, you should have stopped and watched the Amistad and then oh, continued the yeah. series because that would have been cool. Yeah, that, that would have been cool, actually. Um, for me personally, there's a lot of, I, I relate the time periods of, you know, where was, where was my family? Where were my great grand ancestors at the time this was happening? And, and it's funny, at, at the end, 1826, I know that my great-great-grandfather was in Gallipolis making steamboats because he built a home in 1824 down there. Really? Yeah. And uh, his uh, his family, his father and all that, they came to they came through Marietta like a lot of other people uh, of the time. Marietta was the gateway to the West in those days. And uh, he was in the second or third wave of people who moved into Marietta. So, in fact, he was killed by an Indian. He was working on a fence, and an Indian came in and shot him. So his brother chased the Indian down, shot him in a cave. So they found his his skull with a hole in it. My ancestors were badasses. <laughs> I don't know what happened to me or something. It's, it skips I'm, a generation. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I don't know. But... uh yeah, it's it's just kind of neat. I, I really dig that. And and the paintings of the time, to me, the paintings were just, you know, we we hear a lot in in visual arts and in classical realist painting and things that 
America, the United States, didn't really have any great artists. And, you know, I, I look at Trumbull's work and I like it. And I don't think it's a terrible painting. Um, but, you know, you hear about all the French painters and the Dutch painters and, you know, all that. I don't know. I think we got our own. So, so what do you think we got? What other works of art that maybe is like, like say, take uh, what Betsy Ross's the famous painting of her, and she's, you know, stitching up Old Glory, and mm -hmm. maybe she'd look at that and say, "It didn't even happen like that." Yeah. I had it laid out on a, <laughs> you know, right. I don't even own yeah, a rocking I, chair. Yeah, I don't think it was done like that. Actually, I, for some reason, there's a story in my mind that it's she didn't do it. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm going to question every painting now that I think about it. Cause I mean, this, I'm glad I watched the miniseries. Now maybe that was completely made up. I don't know that it was, but it was just, it was fascinating to me. And, and the, and the part of Washington in that, that whole series was just, man, he was, he commanded a room. Oh, Even yeah. he, his character did. I mean, it was like, wow, I, Wonder, I mean, was he really like that? I would say he probably was. So he could have been king. Yeah, he's from Fredericksburg, Virginia. Never been there. Yeah, my family's from there. Had a farm there. The Berry Farm is still there. Did and, anyone kill them? No, I'm sure there was some skirmishes and some things there. And, well, that's what happens when you come and take over the yeah engineering <laughs> the the native people's lands. Yeah, my brother and I joke about. Um, a curse actually it's a real curse it's well <laughs> i'd say real curse it's a it's a known curse uh back when chief cornstalk here in the area uh southern ohio he was trying to push for peace and there was a, a pretty big uprising you know it was like uh, no this is this is uh native american lands and you're it's our sacred lands you're not going to take it and things like that and um, down at Point Pleasant, he was placed in a fort in a stockade for his protection. Okay. And I guess there were five soldiers that went in and killed him. And those five soldiers were all cursed. Uh, he looked at him in his dying breaths and, and basically said, you know, your, your family's yeah, for multiple generations will be cursed. You won't do anything, have anything, whatever. Uh, so I always joke that, you know, my my failures are all due to probably one of my ancestors went in and took him out. So, which is a very high probability that one of them was that one of those five. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not making this up. This is just, you know, our, our family history runs between Gallipolis, Point Pleasant, uh, Marietta. Do you think your great uncle's the Mothman? No. Okay. No, I I don't. I think that is a. I think that's a made up story. <laughs> I mean, the Silver Bridge fell. I I get that. That was a terrible, terrible disaster in in uh, Ohio, West Virginia history. So, I don't I don't know much about it. But I, I think the Mothman is just stupid. I do. I just, I mean, probably just alienated everybody in Ohio who listens to the show. But I just think it's just silly. Is this any sillier than 
Bigfoot or Loch Ness Monster or anything like no, that. Those are silly too. Fuck that shit. <laughs> they can be fun when taken with a grain of uh, no, it's a myth. pink Himalayan it's salt. It's a myth. <laughs> I have some of that. Yeah. Want to add it to your Guinness? You want no. more? No. Hell you no. sure? Uh, yeah. I, you don't like it. No, I don't like it, but <laughs> I, I, I didn't hate it. Oh, well. We, we need to we, move on. You mentioned, all right, go ahead. No, no, you go mentioned ahead. Native Americans, and I yeah. was thinking about their art, and and do you think that that art has more value when it's cultural and nature? I mean, you think about the, the things that they did, and and the way they they adorned themselves and the way they made things and it was part of it was part of who they were and mm. it's 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 really cool just you know looking at just on the surface but at the same time it was they were very artistic and and they they um were individualized within the tribe with their makeup and their dress and different things and i mean what do you think about that well i think well for one the native americans have more of a oral tradition versus writing things down. So right. so their their art is often adorned. It they wear it. You know, it's, right. it's something that they it means something. Share. It represents things yeah, too and yeah. tells stories and um and, and I think it's goes with any culture, honestly, not just Native American. I think uh every culture has some um significance in their art that that they bring to their culture, you know, every, every one of them. But it's different in that, in that way. We don't like, yeah, I'll wear a band shirt or, you know, like last night I had a gig and there was guys wearing battle vests, you know, for people who don't know in the, in the metal community, people will wear, um, usually denim vests and I have patches all over mm -hmm. the, their favorite bands and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they call them battle vests. And it's fun. It's kind of a, you know, harkens back to the, Mm -hmm. Back in the older days, when we'd wear a big back patch or or scribble on you Slayer on the right, on the back right, of your shirt, right. but but so there's a little bit of that that go, goes uh, there's a little bit of that, that 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 goes on here, but not like I get up every day and you know I put on this this gray sweatshirt doesn't symbolize anything to me. Mm -hmm. This is not my art. This is not. It, but for them, it was a it was an everyday thing, and it was things that they were making the art. The art of of making this stuff, the art of of hunting things and yeah. and converting it into tools and things that they could use. Uh, I I just feel like we kind of were disconnected from from that in a lot of ways, and I think yeah. they were they yeah. were closer to that than what they realized. Well, I, I for one, we trampled all over them. Well, we we trampled everything that they believed in and, and all that, and uh, it was I mean of of all the people on the planet who got wronged, I would say they were wronged probably the most because they, they brought so much peace. Right. And, you know, I'm not saying that they weren't perfect because there was, there were raids. I mean, everything, I don't know. I don't want to get into too much of that here on the show, but I, I think, um, I think we, we, we have a lost opportunity there. I think this country would be much more rich had we embraced the culture of the Native Americans. That's kind of my personal yeah. opinion. On if it. they'd have been discovered today, it would have been a different story. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And how much, how much lost tradition 
I mean, how much tradition is lost? What don't we know about history because we killed them off? Right. You know, it's, it's like book burning, you know? <laughs> right. Uh, they were walking books, right? They had the history in their head. They, they shared it with their next generation. If we killed them before they shared it, we lost it. Right. And that's, that's kind of a, I never thought of it that way until I just said it. And that, that's kind of a really terrible way of thinking, you know, we lost a lot of information, a lot of good information, right. most likely. So I don't know. That's tough, man. It, their art, um, I mean, they were skilled craftspeople, but I, I think a lot of it was, again, they, they wore clothing to symbolize something. They, um, they spent most of their, uh, I, I don't want to talk off topic, but I, I think they spent most of their craft time, the, the, the time that they might've had available to make things. I think it was made for the purpose of, Hey, I'm going to hunt. I'm going to trade. I'm going to do this. It's, it wasn't so much of artistic expression. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, you got me thinking now. I kind of want to go and look at Native American yeah. art and see. You should. We'll bring yeah. this up later date. Yeah. Episode 32. Gonna, I'll make a note of it. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's tough. I don't know. Uh, every other culture on the planet seems to have a lot of art that really fits their tradition, their culture. You know, I, I guess maybe the Mongolians are probably a lot like the Native Americans. They don't really have a lot. Right. Well, uh, they were too busy killing people. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw a thing on them today, matter of fact, and said it at, uh, um, let's see, the Mongols and um, somebody else. But when by the time the, the Mongolian Empire was done, they had killed like 10% of the entire world's population. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, from what I heard, uh, Genghis or Genghis, however you want to say it, I, I prefer the, the Genghis. He version. tried to make up for it. So. Yeah. I guess he had a lot of kids. So I'm going to crack another one. I don't care. Maybe you don't want one, but I do because it's getting deep in here. Um, I, I hope everybody listening to the show right now actually digs what we're talking about. Cause it's, I think we've had so many damn serious conversations over the last couple of months. And I just think it needs to be fun. I think we need to talk about stuff that is just interesting. I don't know. You, you agree? Oh, yeah. Maybe. So. It don't all have to be. Uh, yeah, we don't have to solve a problem every right. time. And this is hard. Coming up with something to talk about every couple of weeks, you know. <laughs> I mean, Well, God, generally God, it goes like man. it does today. We'll I start talking about something and then they go <laughs> in the left field. And it's like, huh, interesting. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I, I get that. I had to get a new router. No, oh, why? That, that came up in first world problems. Um, I absolutely lose my mind when the internet doesn't work out here. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, so normally I blame it on Spectrum. Right. Because it's always their fault. But I went through the whole process, had a really good, um, good guy on chat helping me out. His name was Ralph. Um, I, I doubt his name was Ralph, but we'll call him Ralph. Oh God. Yeah. Um, he was very nice. You know, he, he helped me through the problems and 
things were good for an hour and went down again. So I went out and looked at the router, the, the modem rather, and I saw the lights were good on the modem. So I unplugged it, redid everything, just like you said. It worked for 20 minutes, went down again. So I got thinking, well, I'll try my Wi-Fi router that I've had since 2009. <laughs> and, you know, it can't be that. It's got Apple on it. it, it <laughs> Apple can't make crap. So like a, like a good person, I unplugged the router, the Apple router, and realized it was the problem. It was the one that kept booting me off. Something just wasn't right. So I went and got a Netgear Orbi and set it up basically like I had my Apple system, the Airport Extreme with the Airport Expresses. So I've got, just like we have at work, I've got way too much signal all over the woods here. So so if you want to walk to the top of the hill, you know, two-tenths of a mile, 200 feet above where we are today in this little office I just studio. don't think it's safe. I don't need to have kids. I I, I think that <laughs> I have two already. I think in twenty five years we're gonna be like, oh yeah, this we didn't realize this frequency. Mm-hmm. There's something something going on these waves. I don't know, but but that's our connection. That's I mean, for me, the internet gets me out of the hall. The internet is to be plugged in to the wall like it, like Alexander Graham Bell intended it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it goes beep, 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 beep. And if somebody calls you and you got called away and you get booted off the internet, that's how the internet's supposed to be. Yeah. That's how I had the internet when I started. And that's what we deserve. Well, see, I think, I think we messed up. I think Benjamin Franklin was actually looking for Wi Fi when, <laughs> when he took the kite out yeah. and, you know, hit, hit the key. Yeah. I don't know. Man, there's so much, so much art. That we could experience. And and to me, this is the whole thing about the internet is, you know, when I'm stuck here in Southern Ohio, out in the woods, way out here, you know, it's not real easy to go find art. Right. You know, it's not real easy to just, you know, there's no museums nearby. I mean, there, there are, but there's not. Incidentally, our museum right here in Chillicothe, Ohio, has the Tecumseh portrait. Oh, really? Yeah, the Shawnee Indian Chief Tecumseh. Who painted that? I don't know. You asked me a question. Oh, man, I look like an idiot. When was it painted? (sighs) Come on, Mike. 1817. I'm going with your theory of if you sound like you know what you're talking about. You just got to say it. Um. You just have to say it with conviction. And every- <laughs> Somebody, somebody's going to chime in and go, you fucking lie, man. You fucking lie. I can't spell painting now. You got me all jacked up. How so, many guests did you have before I got here? That's what I want. Uh, none. Okay. I did drink all night watching the show. That's why I had to rush down to the, I didn't say this before the show started. I had to rush down before you got here. I was like, oh crap, I got to get beer. We're out of beer. Because I was How drinking could you be all out of beer? That's terrible. I know. We could have drank Jaeger. Are you out of No, I didn't want to do that. Um, I, I, you know, I'm trying really hard not to have silence on the show, but how the hell do you spell Tecumseh? T E C H, I think. Like Tech Nine. He was the original Tech Nine. <laughs> I can't see straight. Uh, I got my I, tickets there, for making it. Lot. You did. Good, good. He's got cancer. So. 
I really. Who's got cancer? Tech Nine? No. Tecumseh? Dave, Dave Mustaine. Oh, he's done with cancer. Is he? Yeah, that's why he's back on tour. He said that, you know, he's beat cancer such that anyone beats cancer. You know, he's he's got a clean bill of health. I just fucking hate cancer. I really do. Yeah, I do too. But yeah, they're playing in July. <laughs> We're taking a bus down. It's oh, going to be a good cool. time. You should come. Um, Get with Menzer and get a spot. Get that night off. It's a Tuesday. I can't do a Tuesday. I can't. We're shutting down the plant so much. I got to take vacation. That's the thing. I don't even want to get into the details about it, but I, I, I don't get the shared work thing. I don't, I don't, I'm not allowed to have it. I pay all these taxes for two jobs. <laughs> right. But because I have two jobs, the state says no. Fuck that. Wow. Really? It's only like $100. Though, so. mm. yeah, it's only like $100. Just keep selling paintings, you 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 freak. <laughs> Just sell two paintings for, you know, $80,000 a piece, and you won't have to worry about it. Uh, get to work. Okay, so for yes. those of you who don't know about Tecumseh, he was the chief of uh, Tecumseh's Confederacy. He was in office from 1808 to 1813. I didn't know he actually had an office. He was a chief of the Shawnee, born in 1768, likely in Old Town. Chillicothe, that's what it says for Old Town. We were considered Old Town, I guess. Uh, died in 1813 at the age of 45 uh, in Canada. I didn't know that. I didn't either. Huh. Ain't you ever went to the play? Yeah, yeah, I have. I, I don't remember seeing that ever being talked about in the hmm. the theatrical. Well, I'm sure there's outdoor drama. I'm sure there's. <laughs> I'm sure there's some artistic licenses taken in that yeah. production as well. He was killed in action. There was action in Canada. Really? Yeah. <laughs> hey! <laughs> and everybody from Canada stops listening to the show right now. I don't think they care. Yeah, they don't. They're pretty laid back. I love my Canadian friends. All of them. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't see the painting anywhere. There are multiple paintings. Well, you know, uh, you brought this up, Mike. I want to know: Did the guy do it on memory? Did he pose for it? When was it painted? I mean, these are questions I need to know. Well, the one that I see here on the internet is actually the one that I remember from the museum here locally. I don't even know that it's on display. To be honest with you. Uh, I don't know, folks. I don't. I don't have answers for you. Just come to Chillicothe, go to the museum, and look at this it. This is ridiculous. Tell them Mike sent you. Very upset. <laughs> I think there's a new gallery on Second Street. Have you seen this? No, I have not. Really? Yeah. Where at? Across from the police station. On Second. I'll have to go look. Yeah. I didn't know I was there. I drove by the other day and, and I caught it and I was too far to really get a good look at it. And I was like, I forget what it was called, but it led me to believe it was some kind of hmm. photography gallery. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. I would like to have, I know, I know everybody listening right now is thinking, what are they talking about? Because, I mean, we have listeners that are, actually, I, I need to bring this up too. I want to say this because this got me on my train of thought here while I'm thinking about it. Oh, where the hell is it? Paul, talk to our people. Hey, <laughs> you know that just reminds you know what we should start doing. Hmm. 
we should like, you know, once every, every three or four months, we should just do a big cattle call. All of our different artists, friends are local. We should all just meet somewhere and, and, uh, break bread and yeah. just talk about whatever comes, yeah. comes out. Okay. So this is what I wanted to say. Say it. Cause I wanted to get the details before I really say it. Um, I was on the internet the other day. <laughs> I'm such a dork. So obviously most of our listeners are from the United States, mm-hmm. but I got to say second place. Goes to the Republic of France. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'm really, really happy. Thank you for all of our French listeners. And uh, they're probably only listening because my French is terrible when we were mentioning uh, Georges Soreau. <laughs> Sacre bleu. <laughs> yeah. And um, the uh, the painting of the uh, you know afternoon at the Grand Le Jot, uh, what we talked about there a couple France, weeks ago. France, the home of Gojira. Yeah. Third. I'll let you choose. The Netherlands. Oh, I wish. Brazil. Yeah, no. Close. Closer. Germany. South you, America. Closer. Germany's closer. Not France, obviously. Think. What's in Europe? <laughs> it's hard for us on this side of the pond, but I'm going to tell you, it's there. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get It must have been your drink. Remember that little, little beer? That, that thing you brought? Spain. Spain, yes. Kingdom of Spain. Thank you for all our That's pretty cool. Spanish proper listeners. Commonwealth of Australia. Now, I can see the number of downloads and I'm pretty sure I know who the guy is listening to us cuz he's he's a friend of mine. So, Andrew, if you're listening, I appreciate you being here. Uh Canada, which they're fifth, probably going to drop off there soon because I keep saying terrible things. I like Canada. I do too. United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. After this show, they're probably not going to listen anymore because they're, I I think some of them are a little bit sore about the revolution. I don't think so. You don't think so? Think they're over it? I don't think they care. I don't think they care. In fact, I don't think they like the royal family either. Speaking of which. (laughs) And that's a segue. Yeah. We got for me. Um, We all know Yoko Ono broke up the Beatles and Patsy Kensett broke up uh, Oasis, wasn't it? Or Coldplay? I yeah. can't remember. Anyway, Cold, go ahead. who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Meghan Markle is she breaking up the royal family? No, no, you don't think? I'd paint that. I think. <laughs> Jesus, it just—it felt right to say that. <laughs> and you know what? Yoko Ono didn't break the Beatles up either because she couldn't do anything that that yeah they didn't yeah, allow yeah. to happen. So you know it is what it is. Beatles, British. Yeah, I've heard of them. Mm-hmm. Another good British rock star, Ozzy. Yeah, he's had some trouble, ain't he? He is. You heard anything from this new record? I have. I like it. I like it quite a bit, actually. Um, it's uh, kind of it feels a little bit like an anthology. Of of his work, I'll give you that with all the different guests and stuff. But mm-hmm. I've I've heard about five tunes. I don't really like it really? so far. But there's more songs to listen to, so we'll yeah. see. I uh, I think he's not well. Oh yeah, I'm just taking a, a stab at it that they're not really sharing a lot with us publicly. But I, you know, his his uh, North American tour was canceled last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's unfortunate. I know he's getting up there in 
years. Um, I don't know. So, yeah, there's a lot going on. A lot, lot of stuff. What are you doing artistically? I had a gig last night. That you, was pretty cool. You did. That was in Columbus. Yeah. First show of the year. Nice. It's a good time. Yeah. I missed it, as usual. Yeah. I said I was going. I put it on Facebook. I'm yeah. going. I always put I always put interested, even if it's my own gig. I don't like my enemies to be able to track my whereabouts. So <laughs> I really don't. So Well, I did. I, I remember looking at the clock going, oh, shit, it's 8 o'clock. I don't know if I can get there by 9. And then I was thinking, well, you're probably not playing right at 9. You're probably yeah. playing a little later. We went on 930. Um, it's a yeah. nice crowd. I'd never play. It was a place called the Space Bar. Speaking of art, it was really interesting. They had mm -hmm. a bunch of, uh, well, they were playing the, I don't know if this was a coincidence or not, but because it was on TV, but they were playing the um, Guardians of the Galaxy on the big screen. Yeah. And they had um, like old timey movie posters from like the 40s and the 50s and stuff. Oh, cool. Like Lon Chaney and. Yeah. Oh, cool. Stuff like that. And, you know, what? what's that planet? Planet Terror or attack, <laughs> not Planet Terror. Uh, Plantera. I, <laughs> That's not I a, can't remember. It's not a band. That's not a band. Up, but the, uh, what was really cool <laughs> to me is the bar. The I should have took a picture of it, but um, the bar was a, you know, typically, you know, bar length bar. <laughs> the, the bar top. I, but it was a big. I'm, I'm trying to visualize what a bar length bar is. You know. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. Look, it's typical length. I'm I'm just saying. 30 it was, feet. I don't know. I'm not giving measurements. But anyway, <laughs> it was a big, it was a big slab of wood. Like it was tree. I don't think it's funny. And the bark was still on the edge of it. It was really cool. Oh, it was a live edge bar. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Not, not so funny now. Is it, Michael? Uh, it is funny. Yeah, it's bar length. 30, 30 feet. And How many stools? <laughs> Did the stools have backs on them? No. Good. It would probably John Taffer says don't do that. Why? <laughs> Why? Because then it it promotes people sitting longer and stuff. I think I don't remember. You know, he just yells at people. That's all I hear is he yells at people for not doing good with their bars. I don't know. There's probably ten. He's probably a good guy, but no. There's probably ten or fifteen chairs, I, stools there. I don't oh, okay. know. Okay, yes, yeah, about thirty feet. Yeah. But it was a really nice piece of wood. And it, <laughs> <laughs> why is that funny? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're pissing me off, Mike. <laughs> and then, you, so, you, so you know how they have the uh, the little walk up where if there's a wait, uh, a, mm -hmm. a waiter or waitress can go or yeah, a person yeah, can yeah. go up and get drinks and that's yeah. kind of the designated thing. That was cut out and the bark and stuff was still there, nice. you know, in, in the cutout. It was, it was really, really cool. I guess it, it used to be called Kobu or something before it was mm -hmm. a space bar, but. It's a little bit north of uh, campus for Ohio State University. Yeah, it's right the, near Ace of Cups. I need to say that properly. The Ohio State University. They get funny about things. Yeah, well. I probably have to pay somebody something for saying that. But but it was cool. I like atmosphere like that. And they had some old-timey lights, you know, yeah. like the, the light bulbs. that Like Edison lights? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, cool. Like that. cool. It was very cool. How big was the stage? Was it big enough for everybody? And because in a lot of places like that, their stage is like, you know, 12 feet. It wasn't huge, but I mean, it was big enough to to get on there. So I almost, I grabbed my camera and I thought my, you know, I haven't photographed you guys 
live since you were downtown. It's been a long time. Doing something, yeah. I think it might have been for a memorial type concert. The Bill Mace tribute, maybe? No, I don't think it was that. I want to say it was a military. Aaron Reed? Aaron Reed, that's it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought, well, I, I should go up and at least take my camera. I mean, I'm sure they'll let me in with it. You know, it wasn't like a a place where they wouldn't. Right. Uh, I know some places are funny about it. Um, and I could have texted you and said, you know, I got to pass. <laughs> so, of course. <laughs> I know. But uh, I, I don't know. The, today's show... I I know there's probably people listening going, well, where's where's all the, the normal stuff? You know, we, we tune in for this and that. And, you know, again, the lounge feel, we're just kind of talking about a subject and, and I'm tired. I've got like two hours of sleep. Um, I'm surprised the boy hasn't rolled up yet to uh, get ready for work. I hope he's not late for work. He has to be there soon. So he's able to roll in any minute. Uh, quickly and bang around and slap things and, and, and all that jazz. We're not hearing the TV and stuff there. Did, did we get much of that in last week's episode? I no, no, actually. Because it was the, loud. Yeah, it was distractingly yeah, loud. It, it was very distractingly loud. And and I see this a lot on, if you're listening to the podcast, you probably have an interest in podcasting. I want to say, because we don't get a, a lot of listeners at the moment, but I, know, I, I do know that some of the listeners who listen are into podcasting and, and want to know more and, and all that. And some, some of my own creative friends do do that sort of thing. Um, we're using dynamic mics, SM 58s. Sometimes you bring your 57 beta, uh, by sure. Uh, the 58s are also by sure. You know, some people are really familiar with, uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. He uses the SM seven B also by sure. Very good mic. Uh, it's a $400 microphone. I don't know that it's three hundred dollars more valuable than the SM58s, and right. you know I, these are great mics. They're road proven. You can use them for a, a a hammer if you need it. Um, you drop them, it's going to work. You know, it's good for me. Kind of clumsy, yeah. You know, so and I don't want to take the show other places we've we've done the show in in uh, cleveland it's it's just nice knowing that you can drop something and it'll probably be okay right it's not you gonna know. shatter a million pieces yeah it'll be out sixteen hundred dollars right so that's what we're using and and the, the reason i brought that up is there's a lot of people who say well you gotta use a, a condenser mic that sounds so much better and yeah condenser mics are great they pick up everything but they also hear everything a, a, a nap fart around the corner you know or or a mouse burp <laughs> you ever heard a mouse burp? I don't think so. I'd like, I bet it, it'd be it's, cute. It's funny. It's like me. <laughs> anyway, um, in a, a situation like we do, we're sitting in a small room. We're about 140 square feet. And there's a lot of bleed between microphones. If we had condenser microphones, it would just be really bad. It'd be hard for me to kind of isolate right. our vocals. And I, I got to say we're cheating a little bit too. I, I got a couple of um, DBX processors I used to set a gate and some compression and a DSer because all of that. Siblings. Right. And it, it does help even more. I mean, it's it, it brings the silence down on each of us. So when I'm not talking and you're talking, it's a little bit cleaner overall. So mm-hmm. it's it's a little bit much. 
for what we do, but it works great. It's not really hard to set up. It takes me about 20 minutes to put everything out. I've got everything set up kind of the way I want it. And, and I think overall the audio is not bad. There's still a lot I need to do with it. I, I edit in uh, Adobe audition after it's all said and done and uh, all of that jazz. But that's a little bit of background for those of you listening who want to know something about podcasting and, and all that. But I think this is an art too, art of conversation. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. It's what I might look at. Um, there's a lot I want to do with this show. Really. Uh, we, we really, we've talked about this a lot, you know, traveling a little bit, seeing some other musicians. You've got um, some friends in, in mind for that. Some photographers. Uh, yeah. I loved having Drew on the show, the the chef, cook, whatever he wants to be called. I know he didn't, I don't think he really likes chef really so much, but so that's uh, what we'll he, call him. Yeah, he was a chef. He was damn good chicken. Yeah. That was really, really good chicken. <laughs> I still think about that chicken. Uh, and he's probably going to be really busy this month. Yeah. Or he was busy this month, but yeah, I guess I'm, I'm behind. <laughs> anyway. That's all I have for today's show. I know we kind of rambled a little bit and we talked a little bit about some uh, some interesting topics, I think. So, Paul, you got anything? I kind of rambled the whole time. For somebody who just was exhausted, it's like well, I never should Sometimes you got some stuff you got to just kind of get out and let it fall out yeah. and just see if it sparks any ideas. I mean, that for me, that's the main point of it. It's not always going to stay on a certain pinpoint idea or mm-hmm. or or topic things are going to uh it it's just like other art and other art should should expand your mind and mm-hmm. and take you in other places and sometimes somebody will say something and you'll just grab onto that one little thing yeah. and you'll be like oh yeah. yeah but okay they're full of shit but what about this and <laughs> and that's what's cool that's what's cool yeah. about about conversating about things and and going down different paths so yeah. You know, I don't have anything really to add other than buy my stuff. <laughs> buy Where can they buy your stuff? MGflash.com right now. Right now. My solo album will be out soon, I think. So we'll see. Yeah. By fall. I'm waiting. You're going to have to take a picture for me. I will. We can do that. All right. That's all I got. This Guinness is going down really, really well. Uh, that's, that's something I love about having a good conversation over again. So I think the Irish, they were on something. Yeah. They know what they're doing. So if you're in Ireland and you're listening, head over to the pub and toss one back for Mike. That's all I got. Paul, we'll see you on the next show. Looking forward to it. All right, everybody have a good one. Be safe, make art, go do something fun. Get off your ass. See you. <laughs>